from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We have bowl action over on the buzz tomorrow. We got Duke taking on Central Florida Mm -hmm. in the military bowl. North Carolina also in action tomorrow taking on Oregon out in the holiday bowl. We think it will be anyway. Yes, we, we sat yes. here last year. We yes. were all ready for the holiday we're all bowl. Ready for that. It did not happen. Also today on the buzz will be ECU in action for the first time because um, their bowl game was canceled last year as well because of COVID issues. They're taking on Coastal Carolina. So let's actually start with Duke, Dennis. They're- By the way, I don't want to see any punts. I want to see all fakes. <laughs> I want fake field goals. I want onside kicks, two-point conversions. I want trick plays. I want all of it. It's bowl season. These games really don't count. Give me all the fun. Yeah, given the transient nature of bowl games, now you got players opting out yep. in the NFL. You have players opting into the transfer portal mm-hmm. and coaches basically saying, cool, but you're not playing for us in the bowl game. Max <laughs> Most said of otherwise. Most Max of said otherwise. Most of them. And then you also have, you know, just just this whole idea of, all right, well, what are we playing for? What's our motivation? Yeah. That's why I want to start with Duke because they're the yeah. most obvious. Duke, first year under Mike Elko. They're back in a bowl game for the first time since 2018. I also, the game up in uh, Annapolis, I also think this is a great chance for Duke because of the opponent. Playing Central Florida, yeah. playing Gus Malzahn. UCF, a 9-4 and four team. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think Duke's going to be pumped to play. And I think with, with Riley Leonard, I think they have a fighter's chance to win this game as well. Here's Mike Elko on the respect he has for UCF because this has become an annual winner, UCF, and the program that they have down there in Orlando. Uh, we're really excited to represent Duke in the Military Bowl. Uh, I've been through this experience before, and you know, Steve kind of hit on it. It's a really unique bowl in just how it um, represents the armed forces, how it kind of pays tribute to the military and, and the different members of our armed services that serve this nation. And then kind of linking Washington, D.C. and Annapolis together in the bowl experience is, is really unique. And so we're really excited for it. Uh, our team's excited. We're excited to get up there and kind of put our best foot forward uh, to represent Duke football. And then obviously have a lot of respect for the UCF program, certainly a program that has been on the national stage uh, over the years uh, and, and has been a team that has been in the center of these, you know, New Year's Six Bowl games and, and spotlights come bowl season for the last five, six, seven years. And so, um, you know, a lot of respect for their program, the tradition of their program. Uh, certainly got a lot of respect for Coach Melzahn, you know, went against him when he was the head coach at Auburn in my early years at A&M. And so know what kind of program he runs. Duke's last couple of bowl opponents, by mm-hmm. the way. Temple, Northern, stop me when you get to a good one. Okay. Northern Illinois, okay. Indiana. Okay. Arizona State, okay, Texas A and M. A and M had Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. Ah, Johnny Football days. So it's like, and Cincinnati was the first bowl game under uh, Cutcliffe where they lost to Kelsey on the jump pass oh, uh, down right. in Charlotte. That's right, Travis so, Kelsey. You know, to me, this feels like a, and I know it's about Elko. I know it's about Duke. I know that you know they're excited to be back in it. It's a great matchup for them, and this feels like an old school bowl game. Mm-hmm. Both sides are going to be motivated. American get a chance to play an ACC team. Duke, first time in four years in a bowl game, also, you know, under their first-year coach, really have been motivated this year. Well, I think it's also an opportunity for them to say, hey, we can validate our season. Yes. Like, this wasn't a fluke. We can beat another really good team away from home. Now, one thing that we, you mentioned earlier about how guys in the transfer portal and so on and so forth, Duke really hasn't had that. I don't think really any of their guys, if any at all, are actually going into the transfer portal. Now, there might be some guys missing because of season-ending injuries and so on and such. 
But this team is really intact together as a whole, which really a lot of these bowl teams aren't, which I think actually kind of gives them an advantage. And like I said a moment ago, they're trying to sit there and say, we're going to we're going to prove that this year wasn't a fluke and try and build that into this upcoming spring because I think I feel like that group understands that, hey, we can do something special here. And I think Mike Elko, he's proven that he's, in one year, that he flipped that program around real fast, faster than a lot of us expected. I think a lot of people may have expected him to be here in two years, three years, not right now. And, again, it's an opportunity for them to sit there and prove, hey, this year wasn't a joke, it wasn't a fluke, we're here for real. Speaking of proving, ECU 645 today. They are down mm-hmm. in Birmingham. They take on Coastal Carolina, Coastal team without a coach. Interim situation there because, mm-hmm. you know, Tim Beck's not going to coach in the bowl game. The Chanticleers went 9-3 and three this year. Another good team. Now, the end of their year was a little bit sketchy because <laughs> what was going on with their coach? Well, yeah, and McCall was hurt. And their quarterback. Yeah. So, and now play he, he is going to play for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though he's in the portal, he's still going to play. But here's the thing I love about ECU. ECU made a bowl game last year. Again, it was canceled. It was the military bowl. They were supposed to play Boston College. COVID issues from BC. So ECU actually hasn't participated in a bowl game since 2014. Wow. They also haven't won a bowl game since 2013. Beefo Brady's Bowl down in Tampa. So this is a chance for them against the Coastal team. And again, if you're ECU, you want to be in that UCF position where you're playing that Power 5 team. And shame on these bowl deals. We, We don't get many of those matchups. Power five versus G five because the, the power five schools don't want to play them. It's that simple. They're scared to play them. Yeah, because you don't want to be in a situation. You don't want an app state sure. situation again. Sure. So I, I like ECU's chances in this game. Uh, they are a favorite. I like what Mike Houston has done there. You look at the tra- trajectory of that program. They're going to start over at quarterback next year. I think the Pirates have a good squad. You're, you're going to you can listen to that game on the buzz again. 6.45 tonight to take on Coastal Carolina, the Birmingham Bowl. And this is a big stepping point for Mike Houston and that program to, to elevate them back to what they used to be, to what we all have expected ECU to get back to. We thought they had that with uh, recently, okay, when they brought in Scotty Montgomery, obviously that was a big fail. But to try to get back to what they had with Ruffin McNeil, even before that with, with times with um, well, Skip Holtz, yeah, Skip Holtz, Steve Logan, uh, Steve Logan you know, that's they, what I was thinking of, to get back to being a consistent 9-3 and three team. And if they want to elevate that program, especially with the college football playoff expanding in a couple of years, yeah. hey, guys, we can win the American and be one of the top teams in terms of conference champions in the country, and we can sneak our way into the college football playoff. It can be a thing that's realistic for ECU in a few years. Winning a bowl game goes a long, long way. A second ACC team is in action tomorrow. That's Carolina taking on Oregon out mm-hmm. in San Diego in the Holiday Bowl. Dan Lanning is the coach at Oregon, and he – as he was kind of going through it on uh, signing day because there was all kind. Oregon has Nike's money. Yeah. Okay. This is all above board now, but the truth of the matter is, Oregon is only a viable football program because of Nike and yeah. Phil Knight's money. Mm-hmm. All right. So he was kind of testy with everybody, but eventually he was asked about Carolina and preparing for a team. You want to talk about the opposite of Duke? Who the heck knows who's going to show up for Carolina in this game? We know Josh Downs won't. I don't know if any of the defensive players who are in the portal are going to play for them in yeah. this game. And pretty much, I think it's seven or eight guys who have started for them on defense this year who are in the portal and won't play in this game. So I don't know what to expect from Carolina other than I know Drake May is going to be really good. 
and I think they're going to have some room against Oregon's defense to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. We'll see that. But here was Dan Lanning. He was asked about Carolina having so many guys opt out, and does that change the way that he prepares for the Tar Heels? You're playing the team. You're playing the scheme. You're playing the players, and, and certainly there's some differences. But it, you know, just like every one of us, nobody really goes into the bowl game with the same group that they had uh, anymore. That's what's changed in college football. So they have to adapt. We have to adapt. That's the thing he said. No one goes in the same that yes. they had in the regular season. That's that's actually what makes these bowl games fun. Is like these are completely different teams than they were in the regular season. With with coaches that are leaving, guys in the transfer portal, you might be rolling into a bowl game with fifty dudes and nine coaches. Right. Like that, I mean, that's a legit. That's thing. the other part. The coaching staff is the other. Oh well, yeah, because like for example, like NC State, Tim Beck's leaving. Okay, well, who else from the NC State staff? He's going to bring some offensive quality control coach, a quarterbacks coach, running backs coach. So guys get picked apart from different staffs. So, yeah, you don't know who's going to step in and, and calling plays. There are guys who had never called plays before who are going to be doing that. There are guys who had never even been a coordinator who's now like a in facto, or de facto head coach yep. for some of these games. That's what makes these things interesting. It's also one of the reasons why I don't put a lot of weight necessarily in all these bowl games. For some programs, Duke, ECU, they're big. I think also the ECU coastal thing is big because – they're so close to each other proximity-wise. Recruiting is a big thing. They compete for a lot of the same athletes. But, yeah, for, for Carolina, if you win this game, great. If you don't, okay. And I don't think it really, in the long run, is going to hurt them es- or help them. Especially since they'll have so many new faces on exactly. defense. Maybe it could be like the Texas A&M game a couple years ago where it sprung boredom into the offseason. So we'll, we'll see. You guys, Dennis Cox, Joe Ovis, you got me into the Christmas spirit last yeah, week. You had to drag me there, but I got there. And now Christmas is over. I'm already in the New Year's resolution business. Okay. So I've got New Year's resolutions for all of our teams. Okay. We're going to bust out the discussion disc. And wherever those Plinko chips land, we'll have New Year's resolutions for our teams. We'll do that next. Good time. It's going to be a good time tomorrow. Just fast hitting, moving, because we've got bowl games. Lots of bowl games. We do have bowl games. Now. Previous segment, we talked about Duke, we talked about Carolina, we talked about ECU. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. I do want to hit one thing with NC State because I think we're going to see MJ Mars. NC State plays Maryland on Friday at noon in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. So I, I hope they crush Maryland. Yeah, I, NC State hasn't played Maryland since the Terps left the league. Uh, this is a rivalry. I think they should play kind of like State plays ECU. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them play every three years. I would sure. love. I would love to see something. It's not going to work out that way, but I would love for it to work out that oh, way. So Joey, yeah, I won't make that happen. So I am looking forward to seeing State in Maryland. I'll be in Charlotte for WRL. Oh, we'll be writing on WRL Sports Fan Friday. I'm so excited. It's a noon game. Noon games are great. Okay. NC State hasn't had a lot of turnover on the roster with the portal. You know, we obviously of note, Devin Leary, who's injured, has decided to finish his career at Kentucky. He's going to make some money. That's awesome for Devin. Sure. He gets a chance to kind of showcase his wares next year for the NFL and do it in the SEC while making some money. That's awesome. MJ Morris has missed the previous two, had missed the previous two games with a knee injury. It wasn't a severe knee, it wasn't a severe complete tear. 
So he was able to rehab, and he is expected. He's been at least practicing. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to see some of MJ Morris on Friday. And if he can't play, Ben Finley showed in fine. the Carolina game, you'll be fine. The one player who will be missing is is Devin Carter. The receiver has that extra COVID year of eligibility. He is going to transfer and spend his final year somewhere else. Carter was outstanding against Carolina. Oh, he was great in that game. But that was the only good game he's had all year. So it's crazy. Like, yeah. what are you really missing here? I don't know. Um, so Dave Doran's had to deal with the portal and the loss of players in a different rate than other coaches. But he did lose Tim Beck, as you mentioned, is now he was his offense coordinator. He'll now be the head coach at Coastal Carolina. John Garrison, also the offensive line coach, leaving. So there is some turnover on the coaching staff. Obviously, you have to deal with the portal. And then you have to deal with players who, uh, Drake Thomas, for example, is going to go pro, but he is linebacker, but he is going to play in the game for the Wolfpack. Peyton Wilson playing? I don't expect Peyton to play, but I I haven't heard otherwise yet. Yeah. You know, uh, Peyton, to me, will be the highest rate, will be the player who gets taken in the draft next year from NC State. And he's had a history of injuries, but he's been healthy all year. Knock on wood, he's been healthy all year for them this year. He's so good. He's been able to play, and if he wants to play in this bowl game on Friday, awesome. Mm. But if he also decides, you know what, I've done enough this year to put stuff on tape, then I'm okay with that as well. This is Dave Doran talking about just the whole changing nature of not only coaching staffs, but players in the portal and how it really has affected the bowl season. It's not in a good place right now for the young men, for the coaches, for the families, all of it. And... You know, there's a place for this. It just needs to be roped in. You know, it needs to be regulated. It needs to be enforced. And it needs to be something that is well thought through. So he also had, that was one clip. Here's the second clip from Dorn. Well, yeah, I think everything has changed. The timeline of, uh, obviously, you've seen athletic directors dismissing coaches early in the seasons, middle of the seasons <laughs> now. And, and with the early signing date, with the transfer portal window, People want to know who are going to who's going to coach them. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of changes there for NC State yeah. on the coaching staff, more so than where Carolina. You've seen, you know, like I said, eight, seven, eight, nine, ten guys on defense enter the portal. Now that those guys, D- Dave Doran did say that Devin Carter will not play in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. He's one of the players who's put his name into the portal. Mac Brown has said there are certain players that will play for Carolina tomorrow. I just. You talk about throwing darts. You know, Carolina's a two-touchdown underdog. That seems off to me. Yeah. I know what we just saw against Clemson, and I know the struggles they had against State, and I know they lost to Georgia Tech. I mean, it, we're trying to piece together back the end of the regular season now with the Tar Heels, but two scores? I don't know. Bo Nix, You man. think that's legit? I, I, I haven't watched enough. Or, where, where's our program director, Paul? I know. I, He's I, seen I, enough Oregon football I've watched the last two Oregon games. Oregon State ran all over them. Yeah. Literally didn't even attempt to pass in the second half. And here's the thing. What we know of Oregon's history, defense optional. Right. And here's the thing. What we know about UNC this year, defense optional. You know, but even this without, game might be in the 50s. That's what years. I'm saying. Like Even without Josh Downs, who's opted out of this game, yeah. he's going to enter the NFL draft. Carolina's All-American receiver. I still think they have enough other guys on offense where Drake May is going to have some room against this Oregon defense. So, to me, I'm looking forward to that game. I'm, I'm with you. I bet you that's a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. I think that State-Maryland game Friday down in Charlotte, that's got State-Louisville kind of written all over it to me. Oh, yeah? Low-scoring game. I mean, Maryland's a good, athletic, fast defense. I I just – I don't know. I, I don't I don't see a lot of points down in Charlotte. I can believe that. We'll I see. I can believe that, especially if NC State's defense as a whole plays. I mean, most of their defensive guys are going to play. Yeah. The ones that are healthy. That defense is legit top 15 in the yeah. country. Yeah. 
They, no they're legit that good. I don't say that lightly. They're legit that good. And also, again, I want them to stop Maryland because I just don't like Maryland. So how did your dislike for Maryland come about? Because you're not a state person. No, I'm not. Because most state people don't like Maryland. No, well, because here's the thing. They left the ACC. Okay. So they, they, they decided to leave. They went and chased the money. It's fine. You know, go do what you got to do because you decided to run your athletic department poorly. So you needed the money, so you left. But also, they're um, they're kind of like what South Carolina is to North Carolina in terms of what Maryland, Virginia. All right. So that's very much what it's like, oh, you're from Maryland? Cool. You're obsessed with your state flag. Get out of here. I didn't realize that was a thing. Oh, no, they're obsessed with their state flag. The state of Maryland? Oh, they are obsessed with their state flag. You not know this? No. Okay, maybe. I mean, okay. I know they put it on like their helmet and some other no, stuff. No, no, I'm but... talking like the state as a whole okay. is obsessed with their because, state flag. Because it's so unique? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the thing. Why? Like, your state flag's ugly. It's not that cool. Your color scheme's atrocious. Get out of here. <laughs> That's the thing I don't get. They just absolutely obsess over their state flag. They put it over everything, and they cover it in Old Bay, too. Yeah. That's what they do. They cover their state flag in Old Bay, and they wear it. Are you not an Old Bay fan? I'm, I'm fine with that. Because you Bay. have interesting culinary choices. Don't ever ask me to explain my culinary choices. Yeah. But Old Bay is on the list of good things. Yeah, Old Bay is fine. All right. Yeah, perfect. Old Bay is cool. But no, it's, it's just... So I guess this is me. I've seen it a lot because having played lacrosse... Sure. Obviously, lacrosse Bigger is very up big there. in the state yeah, of Maryland. Yeah. Virginia, Maryland, every, yes. Every... Every team I ever played against that was from the state of Maryland or coached against that was from the state of Maryland slapped the flag on it, whether it was a club team, college, didn't matter. Let's just slap the state flag on here. I was like, what? I don't care. You're from the Eastern Shore. Like, what are you doing? Like, no one cares. You're two seconds away from, from Rehoboth Beach. You might as well be from Delaware. Like, what? Like, you just, uh, Maryland. I'm like, eh, whatever. So, easy New Year's resolution for Maryland. Less flag. Just the state as a whole. Okay. Less flag. I, I've got some great New Year's resolutions. We'll come up with some for our teams. The Canes, yes. the Panthers, UNC, NC State, Duke. We'll do that right after this. Ball, New Year's resolution for UNC football is to keep all of their defensive four- and five-star players out of the transfer portal. Okay. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a Tap away. I mean, that's a fairly safe one, isn't it? That's safe, so. Okay. All right, let's see. Dropping the disc again. Let's see. We have UNC Hoops. UNC Hoops. Okay. All right. The Tar Heels entered the season ranked number one in the country. They had a nasty little four-game losing streak, which I think people overreacted to. Since then, they've been able to win four in a row, including decisive important games over Ohio State and Michigan. They've got Pitt on Friday. Okay. This is a Pitt team that beat them at the Smith Center last year and ah. on the way out called them soft. So I, I for, for Carolina's New Year's resolution, I would like for there to be no yellow flags and for the Tar Heels to not be soft. Because remember, Hubert Davis at halftime of the Ohio State game also called his team soft, his own team soft. So mm -hmm. my New Year's resolution for the Tar Heels hoops 
to not be soft in 2023. S-A-W-F-T, soft. All right, next one here. Next one on the discussion disc. Duke Duke Hoops. All right, this one's easy. New Year's resolution for Duke Hoops is just to be healthy. Duke came into this season. Remember, the transition from Mike Krzyzewski to John Shire Mm. was to keep the recruits together, was to be able to show the high school players, no, 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 here's who's going to be next. There's going to be this transition. You guys are going to be here. The two stars of that recruiting class were Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively. Neither has been, I want to say, now, Whitehead had a foot injury, I think it was two weeks before summer practice started. So he was basically wiped out all of August. Lively has been in and out of the lineup. The two of them missed their most recent game. Duke at 10-3, and three, their easy New Year's resolution is just to be healthy. I mean, I, I would love for Shire in his first year just to just have the team that he thought he was going to have. Now, that always doesn't work that way in college no. basketball. Here's the impressive thing for Duke. Now, while I don't think Duke's going to win the national championship, I don't think they're going to win the ACC, I don't think they're going to win the Final Four, not without Whitehead and Lively, I do think they have an NCAA tournament team without their two best players. That's impressive. It's impressive work by John Shire. The Blue Devils are back in action on Saturday. They host Florida State. Okay, next one, dropping down the board. That was State Hoops. State Hoops. All right. You want to take States and NC State's... uh, New Year's resolution. Oh, NC State's New Year's resolution? Yes, because uh, I think I know what mine will be. <laughs> oh, NC State's New Year's resolution for me for basketball is find someone off your bench that can actually contribute because they are really thin. They're, they're, they're three guards with Morcell, with, uh, with Smith, and with Joyner are as good as it gets. They really are as good as it gets. They're fast. They're good. Can they, who's Who else is yeah. behind them? Who can come off their bench and contribute? Who can who can come off the bench and get ten points? Yeah, consistently so with with the injury to Dusan Mahorsic, yeah. the big guy, knee injury, and that has taken DJ Burns off the bench. He was the production scoring production off the yeah. bench, the big guy, and thrust him into the starting lineup. He has been good without Mahorsic. However, you're right; it's left them thin on the bench. It's also left them thin inside. We'll see if Isaiah Miranda, the four star, can help them out. Uh, State goes to Clemp. On Friday, they go to Clemson on Friday. Here's what I want for NC State. Their New Year's resolution is to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Because I would like to see Kevin Keats stick around for just a little bit longer. I'm not sure that's going to be possible without a trip to the NCAA tournament. It's going to take a lot of work. That is what I worry about for Wolfpack Hoops. All right, let's see what we got next on the discussion disc. Panthers. Panthers. All right. All right. Do you want to take the Panthers New Year's resolution or you want me to do this one? New Year's resolution for the Panthers. Take the interim tag off Steve Wilkes, whether you make the playoffs or not. Simple as that. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Steve Wilkes is now 5-5 five and five as the Panthers interim coach. They control their own destiny in the NFC South. This has all been with Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. They even yeah. won a game at Baker Mayfield. So they've had a hot seat at quarterback. They traded away Christian McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson also traded away. I don't know how important he is. Now you got this injury to J.C. Horn. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you take guys in the top ten, they need to stay healthy. Yeah, this is the second straight year where he's had a a basically a season-ending injury, it seems like. Yeah, so they need him. And he's been good, but they need him to be healthy. They need him to be healthy. He's been fantastic. He's been one of the best in the league. So five and five, does that sound familiar to you? Well, five wins should sound familiar. Yeah. 
Because yeah. Matt Rule in his two complete seasons mm-hmm. won five games each time. Yep. So Steve Wilkes, as the interim, has already done something that Matt Rule couldn't do and now has a chance to really even surpass that by getting this team into the playoffs. They go to Tampa Bay, which I am concerned about because while Tommy Brady is certainly past his expiration date, the Buccaneers' offensive line is certainly not what it could be or should be. Their running game, as you've pointed out, is abysmal. I still would not want to get to a fourth quarter of a game and Tom Brady to have a chance with the ball. Because in my opinion, even at his age, he's still the best in the game at it. And when they play bad teams, the Bucks have been winners. Yeah. When they play good teams, that's when you see them kind of the water finds its level. This will be interesting because I also believe in when you see a team a second time in a division, Panthers beat the Bucks 21-3 back in October. So they have that going for them too. But I just worry. I'm with you. I think they should take the interim tag off of Wilkes, win or lose. Yeah. Rest of the way. Because he has shown that the players respond to him. He has shown that they have a clear identity with their defense and running the football. How how, how much are they really going to change this offseason, Dennis, quarterback-wise? Because you're, you're kind of stuck in this middle now where you're probably not going to have a, a, a top eight pick. No, right? you're not. You're almost out of that. And then you know, I do think there could be three good quarterbacks, but I wouldn't want Will Levis. He no, might, he, he puts might, mayonnaise in his coffee. He might be him. the first one who goes, actually, given the way NFL teams draft big white quarterbacks. But I, I look at this and I say, if Wilkes can hire the right play caller, I'm okay going into next year with either P.J. Walker or Sam Darnold. Yeah. Based on the identity that we've seen with Foreman, with Hubbard, with that defense, getting Horn healthy would be a big part of that, though. I'm very much on the side of build your team first, like the core of your team, then find the right quarterback. Because you know how bad relationships get started? whether it's with a quarterback or even just with significant other, you know how bad relationships get started? It's because when you look and see other people or other teams have what you want, out of desperation, you'd be like, ah, I want to go do the thing. Let me go do the thing. They have it. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to force this thing to happen. And that's when usually when bad things happen. That's how you got Baker Mayfield. Yeah. That's how you got Sam Darnold. That's why you look at the New York Jets and go like, oh, that Zach Wilson guy, everyone has him. He no, he's the guy because I want to make this thing happen. You when you say when you try and chase the thing, say hey look 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 we have the thing, you set yourself back for years. And there's no one. I mean, I was reading Bill Barnwell talking about how there could be 20 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL That's next year. Wild out of 32, could be 20 That's nuts different starting quarterbacks from different teams. I mean, yeah. And I'm looking at you know what I'm even looking at Mayfield and the success that he's having with Sean McVay, mm-hmm. and I just wonder. If you just have the right guy calling the plays yes. and, and working with the quarterback. And that doesn't mean it has to be the, the head coach. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about Sean McDermott and the Bills. Mm-hmm. Sean McDermott is a former defensive assistant with the Panthers. Yeah. Who then went to Buffalo and basically copied the, the 2015 Panthers. Yeah. Right down to the quarterback with Josh Allen and Cam Newton. Very similar. Mm-hmm. And the defense. You know, you, you build that defense first. So I, I do think there are – I don't think the Panthers are that far away. No, they're not. And I know it sounds crazy to say they could go into next year with Sam Darnold as their quarterback and not be that far away, but that's what I believe. Their roster is not that far off. Their roster as a whole, top to bottom, is a top half of the league roster as a whole. Now, again, 
keeping guys like J.C. Horn, some of those league right. guys healthy is a big thing. Now, every every team has holes and pockets where they can get better. But the roster as a whole, outside of quarterback, is really, really good. And they're showing that. And they improve their offensive line. That was the big question mark yeah. after the 21 season. Now, Iki Aquano coming into his own. Mm-hmm. And that was their first-round pick this year. Yeah. That's good. They also made free agent plug-in plug in plays, which I think worked for them, too. To me, you got to get the quarterback situation at least on a path where you can see this is what we're going to be. Yeah. But I have no problem with Steve Wilkes being the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. None whatsoever. But, again, you got to hire the right play caller. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 